0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, what's up, Facebook family? Welcome to another episode. Your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's doing fantastic today. Does this time change have you feeling sleepy? Are you having a hard time adjusting? Don't want to. Sometimes you never know about me. So anyway, hope you guys are doing fantastic. I, um, before I get started, mention that um, Kelly Belt, my one of my proteges and mentees, and my known for a while now, is doing an eight-week online course. I think it's just a couple of things she's going to be talking about over that eight-week period of time is your child's trauma, um, your child's stress and fear, discovering compassion for your child, increasing your child's confidence, and then she's going to do four weeks on understanding your, your own fear and history and beliefs, your own stress and fear, developing compassion for yourself and increasing your own confidence. And I think it's just gonna be a fantastic eight weeks. So I actually put the link in the, um, episode, the description of tonight's episode. And for all of my adoptive moms that are interested, I really, really wanna encourage you, you get $100 off, and I think it's gonna be a great eight week course. And So why am I so excited about this? Because I feel like any time is promoting a love-based perspective on understanding their children that also comes from their own background and their own history and their own experience, because Kelly is an adoptive mom herself, transracial adoptive family, and just a lot of knowledge, a lot of insights, a lot of compassion. I think you can't go wrong with trying to get as much information, support, and education as you possibly can, especially if it's going to be over an eight-week period of time. So uh, check it out. Just click on the link in the description. Again, don't forget, use OST, and you'll save $100 off that registration. Okay, and also Kelly's Showed up here. She's you can ask her questions. We've tried to get her connected, um, but it's been a difficult time. Mimi says, Bring me. sure, will Mimi. Um, so, anyway, tonight we want to talk about the sensitive mom and child attachment. And what made me think about that tonight was actually, Kelly had me. Do a little interview for her group earlier today, talking about the sensitivity of the mom stress and how that influences. And it's so it's so important, and we 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 don't think about it a lot, because it is a it's an unspoken, um, it's a non nonverbal unspoken dynamic that occurs between that you know it's so sensitive between the mother and the child in adoption Um, you have to you have to remember that you know this this child was basically grown and developed in a womb of the of their biological mother and so that connection was there and then it was lost and then it was gone they are adopted by a new mother and then that mother over time helps develop re- recreate that connection with that child obviously it's never the same but it becomes a replacement that is that is satisfactory fa- in most in, in most instances it is satisfactory and it allows the child to be nurtured to grow to feel secure and to feel to feel wanted and to feel whole as much as possible. Well, what also happens in that dynamic that a lot of times we don't talk about is because of the significance of that bond becomes the single biggest threat in the life of the adopted child. And I know no one's probably ever talked about that, but we, we always talk about how adopted children take their, their hostility and it's very common for, for professionals talk about children being angry and taking their anger because they were, you know, they lost their, you know, they have some big loss in their lives so they take it out on their adopted moms. And I know that can really feel like that sometimes to adopted moms, but that's really not the case. Adopted children are by nature angry. They are scared they are fearful, they are stress sensitive. And the stress sensitivity comes around the fear of abandonment. It comes around the fear of loss. It comes around the sensitivity of being rejected, the fear of being rejected, the sensitivity of loss and abandonment and rejection. And when that bond gets reestablished with that adoptive mom, She now becomes the single greatest source of potential And it is a fascinating dynamic. So the person I love the most is also the person who I feel the greatest potential loss and risk and rejection towards. And so it's a total dichotomy and and, and paradox. And that's typically what fear does. Fear creates a paradox in our lives. And it's almost like the thing we should do, fear instructs us to do the exact opposite thing. So I remember the time I got really clear about this in my own life as an adopted child. I was actually an adult. And I used to remember when I would go and spend time at home, back home with mom and dad. know i'd all i'd feel really good going and really but then when i would get there i would just feel agitated and i was like what is that agitation about because you know especially as an adult now as as a as a child as a teenager there's conflicts that i had at, at home but as an adult you know, my parents were always loving and supportive, and and they were always loving and supportive. Anyway, it just during the childhood stuff they had challenges understanding what it is that I needed and understand what I was my sister needed. But uh, speaking of which, mom, did you take my card to the shop by any chance today? Did you remember to do that back there in Oklahoma? Just a little reminder. You didn't. You didn't call me and let me know. So anyway, speaking in the, in the name of being supportive. Um, So I started thinking, why do I feel so sensitive when I come home? Why do I feel so, so stressed? And as I delved into my process, my emotional process around my parents, specifically around my mother, not even so much around my father, which is interesting because as a teenager, I really started to feel more more safety with my father, more emotional safety with my father, even though he was, you know, emotionally, he was just kind of physically there, not really emotionally tuned in a lot. My mom was always the one who was more emotionally tuned in, as moms typically are. But then as as an adult, I really started to realize, as, as I started to feel less sensitive towards my mother, I started to realize it was still there. And I asked myself, you know, what is this really about? And finally, it struck me. My mom is the one person in my life, my entire life, that could make me feel worse than anyone else, make me feel completely abandoned, completely rejected, completely not good enough. So she holds all this power over my heart. And that fear, see, so now you've got the perception in your mind of this individual who could who could abandon you, who could leave you, and then you've got the vulnerability of your heart. It sets where if you're not aware, there becomes a lot of tension. And once I realized that, that really helped me so much how to relax and know that I was okay and know that I was supportive, supported when it came to my relationship with my mother. And so it, you know, and that's not even something I've ever told my mom about. It's just, it's, it was a process that I discovered and have since been able to help a lot of other parents discover, especially moms. Your children are not angry at you. They are afraid and they're not afraid of you. They are afraid of re experiencing the imprint of loss and abandonment and rejection that they come to you with. And so that's what you really have to understand is that they come to you with this framework not good enough and rejection, and they're afraid. They're afraid that it's going to happen again. And then because they're so paradoxical. Instead of making us cling on to you and love on you even more and, and express all our fears and in insecurities, what it actually does is it creates agitation because the amygdala wants to protect. The amygdala wants to survive. And so we get agitated and we kind of get defensive and defend ourselves against the threat. Well, you're not threaten us, you're not there to hurt us, but our brain stem that holds those memories, that framework of that early loss and rejection and abandonment still gets activated. So then we see that potential threat in our mothers, the ones who love us the most and, and, and support us the most and, and do the most for us. So I hope that's helpful for you. I really, I really want you to, to think the next time you see your child is angry, try to reframe that just in your own mind and in your own heart that right now, really scared me. because you know in any given situation we always have those two choices and you know what it's so interesting as i'm fasting second day of a fast is always the most difficult as i'm fasting and my energy's fluctuating and i'm more sensitive and I'm paying attention like i I love caramels and i have I have this bag of caramels that I keep in my nightstand, in my bed, my bedroom, like I have one I've been a caramel freak since I was a little kid last night, I went in there and I opened that drawer and I saw those caramels, and I almost just picked one up mindlessly. So interesting because fasting really requires you to have to be mindful um And mindfulness is really, really important. So we can choose to react from our same imprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. Or we can stop. Breathe with me. We can take three to ten deep breaths and we can choose love. God bless each and every one of you. We'll see you tomorrow.